Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3 a.m. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week, we return to Greek mythology with this collection of mamas. The vision of these sea-bound women is not uncommonly found in media. It is because of this that I went into research for this episode believing I already knew a fair amount of information on this topic. Boy, was I wrong. I actually immediately ran into a direct misconception about these ladies. With that, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is... The Sirens. Bound to an island, these female creatures were cursed to forever use their gift of song to lure men, specifically sailors, to their doom. Breaking down their name, a literal translation describes these women as ones who bind or entangle. This is directly referring to their ability to entangle men with their music, forcing their victims to abandon all sense, resulting in their death. Most versions of their origin story place a total of three sirens on their dedicated island, but according to the poet Homer, there was originally only two. In this account, the sirens lived on an island in the western sea between Achaia and the rocks of Scylla. Homer would later increase the number of sirens to three and place them on the west coast of Italy. Because, I guess, why not? In the beginning, the purpose for their creation was clear. Demeter, the goddess of harvest and agriculture, had a daughter named Persephone. If you know anything about Greek mythology, Persephone's fate is not necessarily a good one. Her goddess mother may have been onto this fact and created the sirens to act not only as companions to Persephone, but as protectors. The sirens themselves were the product of either the sea god Phorcus or the river god Aculus and one of the nine muses. A possible option for their mother is Terpsichore, one of the nine muses and the goddess of dance and chorus. Although these women were usually depicted as mermaids, this is not actually the case. The sirens were more plainly just women, but there are other versions describing their appearance. To further explain this, let's focus back on Persephone. When Hades, the god of the underworld, decided he wanted Demeter's daughter as his bride, he developed a not-so-friendly plan. When Persephone was kidnapped and brought to the underworld, the goddess immediately sought out to rescue her lost daughter. As women, Demeter gave the sirens the bodies of birds, wings and all, to assist in the search for her daughter. Failing to locate her, the goddess cursed these bird women to remain on an island, eternally singing a sad melody mourning the loss of their beloved Persephone. In ancient Greek mosaic art depictions, bird women, they will remain, sometimes shown with feathered bodies and human heads or just with the legs of birds. As prisoners of their island home, their sorrow-filled song lured passing sailors to the island's dangerous reef or rock-filled coast. 
In the epic poem Argonautica by Apollonius Rhodius in the 3rd century BC, the siren's ability to doom men to an early grave is portrayed. The tale depicts the voyage of the Argonauts and their leader Jason, who set out to retrieve the Golden Fleece from Colchis, an ancient kingdom in the Black Sea. During their journey, poet and musician Orpheus aided the Argonauts. Leader Jason admitted that they surely would have been the next victim of the Sirens without their new companion's help. While passing the cursed island, Orpheus played a tune on his lyre so beautiful that it was able to drown out the siren's song. This allowed their ship to safely pass. Later, in the epic poem The Odyssey, Odysseus performed another life-saving feat. Advised by the sorceress Circe to avoid the siren's song, Odysseus plotted a way to survive passing by their island. He ordered his crew to tie him to the ship's mast so that he would not be able to steer them off course. On top of that command, Odysseus added that no matter how much he begged, do not release him. The crew members then filled their ears with wax to prevent the siren song from swaying their judgment. While passing by the island, the sirens carried on with their luring melody and Odysseus thrashed against his binds, pleading to be freed. Tightening his ropes, the crew watched in anticipation for the appropriate signal. Odysseus went through with this plan so that his crew would be able to decipher when they arrived into safe, siren-free waters. Once their leader calmed down, they realized they had made a safe passage. Unfortunately for the sirens, Odysseus's clever plan threw these female creatures into a depression. Devastated to see a man leave unharmed after hearing their song, the sirens threw themselves into the sea. Jumping off of the theory of having part bird instead of fish composition, the creatures drowned. With this, the legend of the sirens came to an end. What amazed me most during this research is the non-mermaid-like depiction of the sirens. In fact, I discovered that this was actually a media-developed trope. Often, the allure of mermaids was combined with the dangerous tendency of sirens to give these creatures a more menacing feel. Surprisingly enough, it is not clear when this trope began, but it remains ever-present to this day. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help out and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas.